Welcome to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope you are equipped by this message from Pastor Tom Lively. For more information about our church, please visit foundationchurchfl.com. All right, let's open up with some COVID news. I know some of you are already thinking, what on earth is going on here? It's like, you know, I, I think of the myriad of contradictions. I think I was hearing, I think it was Dave talking, like hearing from my office, talking about the separation of church and state that is preached as constitutional doctrine in our culture, which of course is just a big, fat, ugly, demonic lie. You just need to understand that. This is, it just is an absolute lie. Politics don't belong in the pulpit. That's a lie. That's not in the Bible. If it was in the Bible, I wouldn't preach it. But here's the thing. What we're talking about now when it comes to anything having to do with COVID, it's not about politics. For me, you know what? You want to wear a mask? Go ahead. You mark yourself as stupid, but go ahead and wear it. You want to wear a mask for COVID? I'm not talking about it. There's people that you'll see coming here sometimes with a mask on, and they've got other issues, other other things going on. But for a COVID, for a respiratory virus, there's nothing a mask can do. It's just absolute false security. It does absolutely nothing. But if people want to do that, even if you want to take the clot jab, if that's what you want to do, that's your business. I, listen, I, I'm a conservative libertarian. Live and let live. You want to go do that, go right ahead. I really don't care how you live your life as long as you don't try to dictate your values into mine. That's all that I care about. Right? We live by the Constitution. Those are our values as a country, our values as believers. Our Constitution is the Bible. So that's why we talk about COVID. COVID is, this is not about politics. This is about Revelation chapter 13. It is about Revelation chapter 13, 16 through 18, that he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead. It doesn't matter whether you're raised Catholic, Presbyterian, Pentecostal, Foundation Church, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Listen, he has given him the name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Of those in heaven, and of those on earth, and of those under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Revelation chapter 13 16 through 18, that he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead, and that no one may buy or sell except the one who has the mark of the name of the beast or the number of his name. That applies to all Catholics and Presbyterians and Foundation Church members and Baptists and, like Jeff said, Bapticostals and everything in between. It applies to everybody. That's why it must be preached. The vaccine passport was not to support the vaccine. The vaccine was put into place to bring in the vaccine passport. If you believe anything different, you do not know the Bible. You don't know it. Listen, how can the church in the world right now not be preaching this? How can you not see it? I know people at the beginning of this pandemic thought that I was a lunatic and that I was wrong, that I was unloving for keeping the church open. But now they've seen and they've woken up. Where's everybody else? I mean, how do you not see this? I mean, when you just, you turn on the news and you see, what is her name? Vanderlyan. What is her? Oh, Ursula Vanderlyan. 
that is the president of the European Union, comes out and, and says, you know what? I'm going on my tour and I can't wait to, get my, to use my QR-coded vaccine passport to go from country to country. How does that not, listen, if this was, and I know that everybody says back in the day and back in the day, I'm telling you that if this occurred when I first got saved in 1987, it would have riveted the church. They would have gone, oh my Lord, look at this. I remember when the European Union was formed, it riveted the church. Everyone's going new world order. And now you have the president of the European Union, Ursula von der Leyen, comes up and speaks. And not only that, but this will offend some of you, probably. But you know, it always is a little bit bothersome to have somebody come up in a German accent espousing, show me your papers. Your papers? Is this the COVID? Is the COVID with your papers? I'm sorry. I mean, how do you not, I mean, how does that not go to the ark church pastor who's been spreading butter with his butter knife for years? How does that not wake you up? I don't get it. How does that not make you put the butter knife down? Because the, the mark of the beast applies to you even if you're ignoring it. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. It will happen, even if you're ignoring it. You can be an ostrich and dig, put your head in the sand all you want. What is the de facto defense mechanism of a goat? Basically, they fart and collapse. You startle a goat, that's what they do. Bam, that's what they do. Sadly, even if you do that, you fart and you collapse. Whatever it is that's preying on you is still gonna prey on you even though you might be unconscious. You can ignore it all you want. I hope some of you are church pastors that hate my guts. I love you back because I want you to be what God calls you to be. I've said this before. It, listen, some of those guys, they may be way better preachers than me. And when they come alive, I get replaced. I'd rather let his will be done. Let them become more and I'll become less. I don't care. What I care about is the power, the presence, the anointing, and the lordship of the Holy Spirit. That's what matters. That's all that matters. It's all that matters. So it doesn't, you can, you can hide under, well, we don't preach, you know, uh, politics from the pulpit here at abundant this and coast this and, uh, you know, by the sea this or whatever it is you call your ridiculous COVID caving church. But all you're doing is sticking your head in the sand. You're that goat. And you can pretend all you want. I remember when I found a possum in my trash can. He was down in there. So I, I opened up the lid. He'd play dead. And then I'd hear him in there, open up the lid. 
If I wanted to, he was dead. It doesn't matter that he's playing dead. And you can comply all you want. Comply all you want. They're never going to leave you alone. Bullies do not respond to compliance by leaving you alone. It doesn't work that way. When you comply, that means you're afraid. Have you ever known an animal that feeds on fear? I've had, I, I used to own a 300-pound wild hog. Name was Miss Piggy. She'd smell it on people. She lo- Aaron, Aaron's not in here, is he? Aaron used to be scared of her, our worship leader. He came over. He was a teenager at the time and senior in high school. He'd come over to the house, and he was scared of her. She loved it. The more you were scared of her, the more she'd pick at you. She'd come up and just whack you right in your rear end or nibble on you with her teeth or growl at you. And this 300-pound hog, big, giant monstrosity, chased our neighbor out of our yard. That's a bully. She's a big old bully. You know what I did with her? She growled at me. I grab a freaking broomstick. Wham! Didn't growl at me anymore. That's what you do with a bully. You don't comply. She didn't like it because I'd go out and clean the garage. She had a big old bed. We got her bed from the Salvation Army or whatever that's called next door, the Goodwill. It was Salvation Army at one time, right? We got a bed out of there and I put it in the garage for her. A big old futon mattress. Chewed it right in half. Cut it right in half and laid in the middle. That's what she did. And whenever you went out there to clean the garage, she didn't like it. Growl at you and try to chase you out of the garage. I hit her right in the rear end with that broomstick. You'd hear us fight every now and then. About every three, four months, we'd have a fight out in the garage. And it would end up with her running out. Wee, 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 100 miles an hour. Because I just whacked her with a broomstick. You're not telling me what to do, Miss Piggy. I feed you, I rub your belly, I give you your bed, you're gonna do what I tell you to do. You bully. Period. So we, listen, we will address the world's issues from this church. If you don't like it, I love you, and if God's told you that this is your church, you have to listen until God dismisses you. Not your feelings, which are farts, it doesn't matter. Feelings are nothing different than gas. Enjoy them or don't, but that's what they are. If you don't like it, listen. If you don't, oh man, I'm gonna have to sit through some more. It doesn't, listen. If God has called you here, you know that he has. You can't leave till he tells you to leave. Offense is not your ticket. Like I've never heard a pastor try to keep me that way. That's right. (laughs) Under Joe Biden... We'll end up at the year, year's end with 480. This is all according to CDC numbers. I don't believe them. I'm just telling you. We're the only ones on planet Earth who calculate deaths this way. Colin Powell died of COVID. No, he didn't. He died of stage four cancer. But they counted as a COVID death. 30,000 people have died of COVID in the United States. That's on the CDC website. It's on their graph. All you gotta do is look at the graph. Who died exclusively of COVID without comorbidities? Average age of death, 79. Average age, age of, average, average age of death of COVID, 79. Average age of death in America, 77. Shut down your church for that. Dumb, dumb. So under Joe Biden, with the illustrious vaccines, which have been here the entire time he's been president, they are claiming 
At least 60% of all Americans have been vaccinated. It's a bold-faced lie, but I'm telling you, that's what they say. And 70, 70% are at least partially vaccinated. That's where they put us. With the illustrious vaccines, which have been in place the entire time he's been president, because they started in December of 2020. Remember? That's when Biden got his shot. Of course, he was first. For the life-saving vaccine. But since then, we've had 480,000 COVID deaths. Under Donald Trump with zero vaccines, we had 346,000 COVID deaths. So about 140,000 more deaths with the vaccines than without. You cannot dispute that. Joe Biden averages 40,000 COVID deaths per month with the vaccines. Donald Trump averaged 32,000 COVID deaths per month without the vaccines. That's absolute fact. Responded to with absolutely delusional, demonic nonsense, which is take more vaccines. They will tell you nonsensical things like, well, of course, the mo most people who are hospitalized right now are fully vaccinated. They'll tell you that because most of the population is fully vaccinated. How does that make sense? When, is, when the vaccine is supposed to prevent anybody from being hospitalized. And not only that, but they promised that it would, that it would stop transmission. It may, a vaccine mandate? Okay, if both the vaxxed and the unvaxxed spread the virus, then what's the point of keeping me out of the room? What's the point? Everybody, all, everybody on the left and the right that espouses vaccines are all bragging right now. You can have your holiday, you can have your holiday, holiday gatherings if you're vaxxed and you're boosted and you're masked and you can meet outside. Well, thank you. What's the end game for that? We've done all those things already now for 21 months of 15 days to flatten the curve. None of it's worked, and now you're telling me the exact same solutions again that have already proven over 21 months not to work. There must be something more to it than an illness. In LA, Los Angeles, cases are up 48%. 1,000 cases in the last 24 hours. They've been in full mask mandate for 19 of the last 20 months. They have strict vaccination passport requirements everywhere. See, a lot of us, we don't know. And I don't, by the way, don't wake me up. I don't want to know. I'm not visiting out there. Unless a, a church called me to preach, good luck with that, right? <laughs> yeah, that'll happen. <laughs> Amen. Love you. But unless somebody called me to preach out there, I ain't going out there. I'm telling you, it's a different world. You drive to Tampa, it's a different world. Go up to Tampa. Everybody's masked. Go up there. It's totally different. It all depends on the politics of the area. One political class is trying to usher in via political expediency their own agenda and using COVID to do it. One side is not. You have strict vaccine passports. Nobody can buy, sell, trade, or travel in LA without their mark of the beast er, vaccine passport. And their cases are up 48%. That's this week. A thousand in the last 24 hours. What's working? Canada, called the PAOC, something to do with Pentecostal Church denominational, denomination in Canada. Pentecostal churches is put out by Jonathan Shuttlesworth. Support the vaccine mandate. Pentecostal churches are speaking in tongues at the same time 
that they're supporting vaccine passports. Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be so. James 3.10. They sent out a memo. Jonathan Shuttlesworth posted it on Twitter. They sent out a memo to all their churches telling them to comply. I am very, very thankful this afternoon, 12 minutes into the afternoon, I am very thankful that Jesus did not comply. Very, very thankful he did not. I am very thankful that Peter and John did not comply to the Sanhedrin. I am very thankful that Paul did not comply to the Sanhedrin or to the Roman Empire and many other political organizations at that time. Very thankful because this would not exist if they did. Thank you, Lord. 305 athletes. And if you've seen the pictures, they don't look like me. I currently cannot see my belt. Actually, this little thing sticking out right here, I got that. But I can't see my belt. They don't look like me. These are young men and young women sprinting across the soccer field, both professional and amateur, high-level athletes. 305 cardiac arrests and serious issues, 176 dead. One video after, pull it up. Don't be destroyed for lack of knowledge. Don't bathe in it like I used to do. My wife put an end to that because I, she said something. I felt convicted and I stopped. Don't bathe in it all day long. Get your news of the day, pray over it, and let it go. But know what's happening. Young men and women clutching their chests on basketball floors, on soccer fields, on rugby fields clutching their chest and dropping dead. It has never happened before. Don't let them lie to you and tell you that it has. In Waterloo, Ontario, Canada, they average per year, make sure you hear the descriptions here, per year, they average four to six stillbirths. Per year, it's a big area, per year. And you ask, there's some medical professionals in here. Right now, ask them how many stillbirths are. It's very rare. Four to six per year. This year, this year, however, this year, however, from January to July, they've had 86. Facts. That's the truth. These are undeniable facts. Now, the interesting thing is, is when they tested each and every one of the women that gave birth to a stillborn child, guess what they all had in common? But exactly, and I just used that three-letter word, all. All 86 were double-vaxxed, fully-vaxxed. From four? That's four in a year to 86 in seven months. So they'll end up with approximately 150 stillborn babies, all from vaccinated women. As Justin Trudeau tells you, it's perfectly safe as a pregnant woman to get vaccinated. 
That's who they are. Because Justin Trudeau is absolutely fine with that baby being born, stillborn. Because he was absolutely fine before that baby being born, ripping that baby out of his mother's womb, piece by bloody piece. Watch an abortion, Justin Trudeau, which he never has, which Biden never has, which Harris never has, which every Democrat never has. Watch an abortion and you will now be pro-life. That's what happened to a, fa a family member of mine. I'll just go ahead and say it. It's my sister. She went from pro-choice Democrat to pro-life Republican in an hour. Watch one. Watch one. You watch that baby scream in ambiotic fluid. Watch it. And you don't call it a human being, you devil. They don't care. Chester Trudeau doesn't care that there was four and now there's 86 dead. With, with an, which, by the way, that was from July. Who knows now? August, September, October, November, December. Because their vaccination rate just keeps going up through. People are not taking the vaccination because they're scared of COVID. They're taking the vaccination because they're scared of unemployment. England is now 2.5 weeks, two and a half weeks into their current new instituted mass mandate. What's been the results? Cases are at all time highs, beating 2020. And their answer is mask, vax, distance. I thought, hadn't that already been done? What's the end game? If you're going to do it again and it's, the cases are through the roof, what's the end game? What are the requisites for stopping these things since these things keep being done over and over again and don't work? Minnesota, for those of you who don't know, that's in America. Minnesota, 44% of their deaths from COVID and COVID cases are amongst the fully vaxxed. The truth is coming out. Why? Because we've prayed over that. I want exposure. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest their deeds be exposed. John chapter 3, verse 20, Jesus speaking, so we'll drag them to the light via our prayers. I'm not, I don't want anybody hurt. I don't want Fauci hurt. I don't want the NIH hurt. I don't want Deborah Burks hurt. I don't want the, the leader of the uh, World Health Organization hurt physically. I want them hurt in their reputation. And we can pray that in. As a matter of, matter of fact, it's our vanguard duty to pray it in. We are to occupy until he comes. Period. We are the withholding. We are the restraining as the church found in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. We are it. As long as there is a healthy church and a live church, the Antichrist cannot reign. Understand that. He cannot reign as long as there is a healthy church here. The worst of the book of Revelation happens after we're gone. And say everything bad happens after we're gone. But even in the midst of the bad... Even in the midst, because you have kept my command to persevere, I will also keep you from the hour of trial, which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. He'll keep us from that. We'll, we'll sit there as Psalm 91 and only observe with our eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. Enjoy your walk with God. Don't spend all day mad at COVID cavers. Even I don't. Italy, let's go across the ocean from Minnesota to Italy. Unvaxxed doctors are being called back. 
They fired them all. But now they have a national health care worker shortage. So now they got to bring back the horrible deplorable. <laughs> Funny how that works too, isn't it? We have national shortages of health care workers in the midst of a pandemic. And then they blame that sort of thing. Oh, hospitals are overrun. Do you know how they're overrun? It's called the Potomac Two-Step. It's just like when they tell you that they're cutting spending. Are they ever cutting spending or are they cutting the rate of increase in spending? That's all they ever do. They never cut spending. So when they tell you that a hospital is being overrun, what they don't tell you is that 40% of that staff was laid off during COVID in 2020, was never brought back. So now they're saying they're overrunning. Well, yeah, they're overrun. They only got 53% of their staff. Listen, go to Becker's hospital report. Tom, you're just crazy. You're a policy wonk. Yeah. But if you want to know what's really happening, go to the places that tell the truth. I tracked it during COVID watching nurse after nurse, doctor after doctor, lab worker, whoever it may be. All essential, by the way. Everyone thinks it's just the doctors. Doctors trolls in once every two days. It's the nurses and the lab workers and the people like that that make people healthy. I love the docs, but I'm just telling you that's the way that it is. Now they're all got, I'm talking by the hundreds of thousands. 72,000 were just laid off in New York alone. Why? Because they refused the vaccination. You know why nurses refused the vaccination at a higher percentage than doctors? Because they don't get Pfizer money. That's the truth. You don't believe me? Pull up a list of Pfizer lawsuits. They've been caught many times funneling money to doctors. So a doctor will come out with his mask on. (laughs) Hospitals being overrun with unvaccinated people. And I send out my own spy. I've got a spy inside the church. Nobody knows who it is. (laughs) But I've got a spy inside the church. And I send him out with his camera. He asked me, what's my next assignment? Go film emergency rooms. I had him. He went and filmed four. Poor Charlotte. I already had Englewood covered. I did Englewood and I did one other. I can't remember who. Venice ER. And then he went and did Poor Charlotte and Tampa. We're being overrun with Delta. One the soul in there. In Southwest Florida. Not a soul. That's the truth. Dispute it. I have video evidence. Of course, that didn't get Kyle Rittenhouse off, did it? He still had to go, but he still got tried three counts of murder. Well, one, two counts of murder, one count of attempted murder. When you're sitting, look, look at the video, idiots. Oh, the guy's pointing a gun at his face and he gets shot. That's the attempted murder. I think that should vindicate the man. There's a loaded nine millimeter with a round chambered pointed at his face. And he gets his bicep blown off. Well, you know what? That's what I would have done too. Although I might be a little bit more experienced with guns than Kyle was. It probably would have gone through the roof of his mouth. I don't know why I digress into that, but what, what, what the hey. Let's look, at, let's look at England. Some of these you've heard before. Some of them you haven't. In weeks 36 to 39, October... 38 to 41, November, 45 to 48, the rest of the year up till now. Here's the deaths, COVID deaths. 
36 to 39, 75% of their COVID deaths fully vaxxed. 38 to 41, 82% of their COVID deaths fully vaxxed. 45 to 48, 75% of their COVID deaths fully vaxxed. In comparison, this is the stuff you heard before, possibly. 36 to 39, I'm talking about weeks. 36 to 39, in 2020, they had 571 total COVID deaths. This year, weeks 36 to 39, they had 3,026 COVID deaths. In 2020, what wasn't there? They had 571 deaths. 2021, with the 3,026 deaths. Facts. This is on the UK website, not Alex Jones. It's on the UK website. And yet, Boris Johnson comes out day after day, week after week, to a podium and tells people that vaccination is the path out of the pandemic. So does Joe Biden. So does Angela Merkel. So does Scott Morrison and Justin Trudeau. And they all attend the World Economic Forum regularly. Scotland, 89% of their COVID deaths are fully vaxxed. How does this not turn people around? Germany right now, there's a sign painted on a business that says, I got it on, they got it on video. Do not buy from the unvaxxed. Painted on a business, yellow. Strange, isn't it? You, it, would, it would seem that people who do not study history are doomed to... There you go. And while you have people painting that on their businesses, it's just a business at this point to my knowledge, their overall mortality went up 25% from November to November. November of 2020 versus November of 2021. In 2021, their overall all-cause mortality went up 25%. 25% more people died this year in November than last year in November in Germany. What's the difference there again? Spanish investigation, vax pa passports have no impact on transmission. That's correct. Germany, 52% of their COVID deaths over 60 are fully vaccinated, 71% of their cases. Those are the facts. That is where we're at. Listen to this, Spain. Cases are up 1,351% in the last two months despite mask compliance at 97%. And see, if that's me, I'm taking the mask off. Not that I ever would have put it on to begin with. You can kiss me between the hip pockets. It ain't gonna happen. Credit, everybody loves Raymond. Frank. Florida has the lowest COVID rate in the United States. Strange how that works. Least mitigated, least amount of cases. You're like, Tom, are you ever going to preach the gospel? This is the gospel. He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave. I'm trying to stop it. How about you? Amen. I'm not going to let the Antichrist have my generation. If the Ark Church pastors, and some of you don't know what I'm talking about when I say Ark Church, it's Association of Related Churches. Ark Church. Those are the watered down. Those are all the churches that have an identical website to ours who espouse the exact same beliefs and sing the exact same songs who do not preach the gospel. 
for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. They know that so they don't preach it so they can accumulate people and pastors can accumulate wealth. For the love of money is the root of all evil written to Christians, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Written by Paul to Timothy. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 10. New South Wales is a very interesting... Oh, let me tell you about Florida real quick. Florida, they had a very disappointing... Not Florida, but the nation had a very disappointing jobs report in November. They were expecting 500,000 jobs to be added. 210,000 were added. Biden economy. That's why you better be tithing so you're not part of that economy. You want to be part of Yahweh's economy. Of those 200,000 jobs added, 50,000 of them came from Florida. One state added a quarter of the new jobs. One state. California, on the other hand, adds 40% of all unemployment applications to the United States. 40% come from one state. New South Wales. New South Wales has an interesting new law. New South Wales is, of course, Australia. Masks are required on all domestic flights. Tom, that's not new. I get it, but here's the new part. You have, to make, you have to be wearing a mask if you are in New South Wales airspace. So if you're on some flight that you don't have to wear a mask, if you cross over New South Wales, you have to put a mask on because they don't want you to carpet bomb COVID <laughs> on the New South Wales. That's the absolute truth. You give a tyrant an inch they won't take a mile, they'll take your life. 75 members of Congress own Pfizer and Moderna stock. The very people mandating that you take the vaccine owns the companies that are profiting from it, and therefore, so are they. Pfizer's, this last one, Pfizer's three-dose regimen for kids under five. They had to go to three because the two weren't powerful enough. And parents are sending in their kids who are two, three, four to be injected and tested. Sounds like Joseph Mengele, right? First Thessalonians chapter five, verses 23 and 24. If we want to do something about it, look at me, you're going to have to change. You can't continue on as you are. I can't continue on as I am. We have to change. The answer to this entire thing is not kindness, is not accommodation, is not humanistic love. The answer to it all is manifested power. Now, I'm not talking about harming anybody. Went, did Jesus harm anybody? I'm talking about manifesting power in front of people. That's the answer to it all. But you're not going to, listen, we can amen it all you want. And by the way, I want you to know, I appreciate your amens. Don't stop just because I ridicule you right afterwards. <laughs> but the thing is, amens are not good enough if you're not manifesting power. Something's wrong if you're not. You should be manifest. These signs will follow those who believe. These signs will not may follow. They will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out devils. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. 
Mark 16, 17 and 18. That's supposed to be, that should be your daily life. But we're too busy for that. And I want you to ask, ask yourself, as I have asked myself, too busy doing what? I have some respect for some of you who are running businesses. Some? Or, or are busy with work? Uh, some? Not a lot, some. Because there's still plenty of time in the day to become powerful. Well, Tom, are you talking about works? Yep. You see that a person is justified by what he does and not by faith alone. James chapter 2, verse 24. Ever read the Bible? <laughs> the people who fall for rhetoric are destroyed for lack of? That's right. They'll fall for anything. They believe it takes a village is somewhere in Chronicles. Not the defecation of Hillary Clinton. You're welcome. I talk about poop freely from the pulpit. I won't do it today, but I have many dung beetle illustrations that I won't use today. Even though I'm tempted because they're flowing through my mind right now, but I'm going to let it go. You're saved by grace, but your discovery of what grace is and what it offers comes through what you do. I will show you my faith by what I do, James 2.18. You believe that there is one God, good, even demons believe that and shudder, James 2.19. You ever see the flow of those verses? What does it profit, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but is not of works, can faith save him? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes or daily food. If one of you says to him, go, I wish you well, keep warm and well fed, but there's nothing about his physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. James 2.18, I will show you my faith by what I do. James 2.19, you believe that there is one God, good, even the demons believe that and shudder. So demonic faith is the Christian that does nothing. It's demonic. And that's the way most of us, including me, have lived. And that's why 99.999%, the same survival rate as COVID, of the church is closed. They had no idea. They were not sanctified enough to smell it. You should have smelled COVID like a skunk. You should have smelled like all of us in Florida. We are well acquainted with skunk. That skunk's dead around here somewhere. But nobody did. Why? Why? It comes in another chapter too. First Corinthians chapter two. These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual things. The natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. This is all in First Corinthians chapter two, 13 and 14. They're foolish. They think I'm a nut job today. All these arc, every church in this area right now, and I want to give credit where credit is due. Fellowship Church over here with Pastor Gary, they stayed open. We do, listen, we differ greatly. However, we're both saved, and they stayed open. And most of their church is 70 and above, and they stayed open. He's a warrior. I talked to him on the phone during this thing. The man stayed open. I couldn't go there. But I, I'll tell you what, if I had a choice between a Pentecostal church who closed and that Baptist church, I'd be a Baptist. Then they kicked me out for speaking in tongues at some point, but whatever. <laughs> the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness. They think we're crazy. 
Our own, listen, again, I tell you this like I told you last week. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the Hebrew boys who did not bow, who else bowed? Every other Hebrew. Stole that from Jonathan Shuttlesworth. I never thought of it until I heard him preach it. I just was, I was basically a kindergarten nursery rhyme to me. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Right. Need to listen to God-ordained men of God preach. The Bible should be everything, but on the side, listen to men who are called to preach. Because that's part of the Bible too. Who do I endorse? Rodney Hour Brown, Jonathan Shuttlesworth, Greg Locke, Archer Pulaski, Tony Spell, the men that stayed open. The rest of them, they can go back to the hip pockets. Unless they've repented, then they don't have to go to the hip pockets. But in order to get to where we need to get, to where we can actually do something about this, you're going to have to be sanctified. You're going to have to stop being stagnant. Don't say it out loud, but how many of us would acknowledge that's me? I got those. How many of us would say, spiritually speaking right now, they, the mosquitoes flock to my pool? Because there ain't no moving water there. They want to lay those larvae in as much as they possibly can in my stagnant pool of spiritual water. And how do you know if you're stagnant? How do you know? Fruit. That's it. Don't tell me about your feelings, which equal. Right? Don't tell me. Oh, I feel like I really grew. I really got something out of that message. No. No. Not interested. Fruit. A tree is known by it. Luke chapter 6, verse 43. A tree starts off with, here's the title, a tree is known by its fruit. For a good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. A tree is known by its fruit. So if you're, listen, if there's no fruit, stagnant. Well, you know, I did wear it. I won somebody to the Lord back in 1993. Okay. That's it. That's the testimony. It's 2000. And 21. Most Christians live under statues and monuments that they built to themselves just like Saul did. I've told you this before. There's so many new people that a lot of this is new. But I've told you this before. Is that Christians come up to me all the time and tell me about, well, they don't need more because I've been preaching this for a year. So that's over now. But they used to. For my first 15 years, they come up to me all the time. Hey, you know what? You know, back in Delaware, pick that because Joe Biden lives there. And that's where Ron DeSantis is putting together a program to fly all illegals to Delaware. Funny, funny how none of those flights land in Delaware coming from Luego, Texas. I made that name up. I don't know about Luego. I just made it up. Sounds like every other town down there has some sort of go at the end of it. But that's the thing. Most people, they exalt in what they once did, not what they're currently doing. And you're 40. You're 40. And you're talking to me about some crossroads church in Delaware in 1997. They, well, back then we were on fire. Okay, first of all, what am I? Chopped freaking liver? You're on fire there, but you're doing squat here? You don't even tithe here? 
You're welcome. I got to give you my tithe spiel again. If you don't tithe and you're a conservative out in the world, just understand what your label is inside the church. Member of the Democratic Party. Why is it that you don't believe in anybody? Why is it that you don't believe in anybody freeloading out in the world, but you freeload inside the church? Democrat. Liberal. Progressive. By the way, if you ever want an interesting study, pull up statistics of who gives more to charity, conservatives or liberals. Joe Biden averaged less than 2% a year. And so did Michelle and Barack. They don't give squat. The people who give away everybody else's money. Now let me ask you this. All this stuff for free? We just spent $25,000 on our sound system. You have to do it, folks. Things don't run anymore without computers. I wish they did, because I can't turn a thing on in this entire building, except for the original lights. If, if, we, if it was all on me on a Sunday morning, we would be able to turn on those chandeliers right here. That's it. Not this. Nothing. I would just have to scream. Our lights went out, what, two weeks ago? We had to have a guy come in because it's all hooked up to computers. Somehow the whole thing got fried. We had to have a guy come in and spend his entire day. A lighting expert fix our lights. And for those of you who don't pay your tithe, you're welcome. No, there's another pastor after my money. I made $5,000 a year more working for the sheriff's office than I make here. Most pastors of a church, by the way, there's 750 people signed up for Christmas Eve. All right? So pastors of a church that size are always making in, in, in six figures. All right? This way it is. You don't like it, don't care. I'm just telling you, I don't. So I'm not after your money. I made more as a deputy sheriff than I make here. I'm not saying that's always going to be the case, by the way. Because it won't be. But I'm just telling you, that's the deal. So I'm not after your money. I'm after your prosperity. And I'm after the prosperity of the body of Christ. How many of you want a building? All right, well, we are in negotiations for a building right now. I can't discuss it with you. But here's the thing. I appreciate, and by the way, this is a way above average giving church, but we're still not great. Most people, I mean, I can't, I don't know if it's most, but it's, it is most probably. Most people don't tithe that are in this room. You don't tithe. This is the way that it is. This is, this is for you. Now we all, yes, building. Okay, to house 700 people. Uh, we have about, we have between five and 600 a week come through this building. Kids, adults, everybody. That's where we're at. Now in order to house that, you're gonna have to get into the M's. Do you understand that? We... <laughs> People marvel at our finances. That's correct, don't they? Hope, because Hope has done the finances. We've been approved for a $5 million loan. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. We have 800 plus thousand dollars in the bank. 
Which, by the way, before I plugged into Rodney Howard Brown and Jonathan Shuttlesworth, you know how much we had? 38,000. And by the way, that was about 18 months ago. That's what God does. And you, and, and you don't want to tithe? Do you, do you know how I got that? Do you know how this church went from $38,000, what do we got in the account? $855,000 in 18 months after all of my glorious efforts. Over, six, over 16 years. I, you know what broke through? I tithed. I said, we're going to give 10% of our money to Jonathan and to Rodney. That's it. And we, you know what that's called? It's called getting in the flow. Get into the flow with other men and women of God. Get into the flow. What, if they're doing it right, jump in. Jump, I mean, listen, I'll strip off every ounce of clothes I got on. I'm jumping in that river. Buck naked. I'm sorry to you ladies. Because I'll turn you into a lesbian if you see me naked. <laughs> I'm trying to get past it. I can't get back. I keep picturing myself. But it's, it's not good. It's a horrible sight. Horrible sight. <laughs> Rough. Not anyway. I have no idea. Oh, yeah, tithing. But anyway, so this, listen, you need to be, listen, you got to jump in. You got to do it. Listen, it will never be the right time. It will never be. If you are saying things like, I can afford it, you're never going to get there. You, you are a covetologist. Because they, that's what they keep saying. Eventually we'll get there. If we can just get through this season. I heard Gavin Newsom saying that the other day. You're preaching the same demonic rhetoric. What do you do when a hundred bucks come in? Ten dollars. Don't think about it. Well, I got this. I got, no, no, no. You're not to count the cost. Go ahead and pay your tithe. If you don't trust me, then pay it to go give it to Rodney or Jonathan. If you don't trust me, give it to them because if I wanted to go anywhere else, it'd be those two guys. If you want to test it and see if I'm right, tie it to the River Church, tie, tie it to Revival Today, Jonathan Shuttlesworth. Go ahead and watch and see what God does. And that's not even a perfect tithe because it should go to the storehouse, but it's still better than nothing. And God will bless you even in the imperfect. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, 23 and 24 says this. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now I want to define sanctification. If I can find my definition, here it is. It means to, be, to make productive or conducive to spiritual blessing. You want people to change, you have got to be conductive. You've got to be electric. 
You can't, your testimony can't be, hey, you know what? We're going to do a tour today of all the monuments to myself that I stopped building about 17 years ago to the marvelousness of my Christianity. Christianity. Nobody's interested. Nobody's interested in that you were once an alcoholic 40 years ago and gave it up except for other alcoholics. Who are you going to win? You're an alcoholics. Perfect. You're the Alcoholics Anonymous. You would not only work for them. You have to be made sanctified. We have to change the current of this earth, which means we've got to be electric. It's not good enough to be a solid Baptist or a solid Pentecostal. It's not good enough. It never has been, but it especially isn't now. Sanctification means to make productive or, or productive or conducive to spiritual blessing. That we need to be, listen. Again, I don't mean to be mentioning Jonathan so much today, but I listen to him preach him and Rodney all the time. What, what do you think works better? Now, don't answer this in your religious spirit. Don't answer it. What do you think draws more people? If you were, to, if you were just trying to draw people to you, to you, don't get super spiritual on me. You don't have enough fruit to be super spiritual, and neither do I. So don't be super spiritual when you're not. Welcome. You're welcome. See how humbling it is to be here? If you're trying to draw somebody to you, do you think it would work better if you drove up into their yard and you said, I want you to be like me? If you were driving a 1997 Ford Tempo or a 2021 Ferrari? Oh, here comes wealth and health and, get, you know, uh, what's it called? Uh, name and claim. And, oh, one of these. No, I, I believe in prosperity across the board, period. What do you think would draw more people to you? Oh, I think the humility. No, it doesn't. Have you ever, listen, have you ever, how many of you have draw, uh, driven a clunker through the drive-thru and a really nice car through the drive-thru? You ever notice the difference? Okay, I, I told you my son stole my truck. It's gone. He, he, he put his web of stickiness on it. I don't even want to drive it anymore. So that truck, when, it, when I got it new, it was about 70,000 bucks. I didn't get it for that. Got it for half that. But the thing is, because, you know why that was? Because I tithe. It's exact, what I bought it for was exactly what was in the account. So I... When I go through the drive-thru in that, everybody's nicer to me. Now, when I go through in my car now, which is a, what is our, what is our CRV, 2006 CRV? It kind of smells a little bit on the inside of it with no AC. So I have all four windows down. It, has, it doesn't have a working radio, so I'm just <laughs> sitting there. I'm telling you, there's a difference. You can deny it all you want. Well, some people will look at the humility. Who? Who is that exactly? If I told you about prosperity and I'm driving the tempo, if I told you that I was a great parent and you saw my kids routinely blow me off, would you follow my parenting? Would anybody right now follow my diet? <laughs> I wouldn't. If I was you, I do, but I wouldn't if I was you. 
You see how it works? I'm not saying it's foolproof. I'm just telling you. We need to be oper- We need to be electric. And here's the thing. Prosperity is electric. This has nothing to do with my message. Well, Tom, prosperity, you know, that's, that's, you know, you got God TV and the purple-haired lady and they're selling Jordan River spring water with a cloth dipped in it. And Well, why are you paying attention to those people? Why would you let that throw you off course? Why would you ever let offense throw you off course? Why would you ever care? I remember a guy. Don't let me forget the preaching about prosperity. 2 Corinthians 8 and 9. Don't let me forget. I remember a guy. I kicked him out of the church because he was wacko. So I kicked him out. Even trespassed him out of here. And he just can't get over me. I live in his head rent free. He, I, he sits and he waits for people because he's banned from all of our social media and he's trespassed from church property. Yeah, he's crazy. That's what, this is, that's what, means, that, that's what it means to have a good pastor. It's for you. He didn't scare me. He won't scare most of you either. He's just crazy. But I'm not going to have him do things. Not going to happen. And he was doing things, so he goes bye-bye. And do you think I stay awake about it at night? No, he does. He waits for people to comment on our social media because he's banned off of everything. So they do it under their name. And then he has this long, long rhetoric. He sends them all these different pastors and preachers and how I'm hated and how Rodney's horrible and I'm horrible. I'm like, well, then why are you mad? You should be thanking God every day you escaped me, the heretic that I am. You should, be, you should be thanking God. Thank you, Lord, that I escaped. Right? That's, that's how it should be. But he doesn't. I live rent-free in his head 24-7. I haven't even seen him in years. Prosperity. Am, am I telling you something that's not scriptural? For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Do you hear the bigness of that sentence? And yes, I said bigness. I don't even know if that's a word, but I'm using it. The bigness of that sentence. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor. That you through his poverty might become rich. Stop believing the poverty principles that people have preached to you. Yes, you have to be careful. I get the camel, the eye of the needle camel verse. I understand it. It's harder for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven than for a camel to go through the eye of the needle. I understand that. But that's first of all, are they talking about saved rich people or people who are unsaved? How about those of us who got saved and part, part of that salvation? For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know the covenant of our Lord Jesus Christ. That part of that covenant was he became poor so that you can become rich. And you blow it off. You believe that it's, a, you believe that it's an attribute to be poor. Just understand something. Just because you read Bible verses about people being poor and being fed by the church doesn't mean they were correct because they're in the Bible. Look at the principle. Not those who are being fed. Otherwise, is Judas correct? He's in the Bible. There's lots, of, there's lots of stuff about Judas before he betrayed Jesus. Not a lot of documentation, but we know that it was three years before he did. Did everybody see what I'm saying there? So you go where the principle's at. It's, listen, you don't have to keep the money. You don't have to keep it. You can give it all away. That's perfectly fine. Give it away if you want to. 
Listen, I, for me, I'm, a, I'm already a mega giver. I told you this last week. I think I can't remember which services I'm preaching to. I told you this last week. As a cop, and, a, and as at that time, I was making about $85,000 a year. Hope was making about $60,000 a year, and we were the number one tithers in the church. $140,000 a year. We were the number one, and there's people, a lot of people making more. We're already givers. Every time Hope tells me that she give it, gives something, she goes, well, you know, I gave more than our tithe. I know. I know. This is, this is for you. That's just one of, that, that is, that's financial sanctification. It's, it's becoming powerful. What, what's, what's that? What's, to make productive or conducive for spiritual blessing. If you want to live out that Christmas song, Feed the World, you're welcome, Jer. Daddy, oh, what's that called? Uh, Daddy's Home 2, great movie. Will Ferrell, Mark Wahlberg, hysterical. Mel Gibson, really good. That song's in there. You want to feed the world? How are you going to do it when you're dirt poor? Explain that to me. It's not an attribute to be poor. Just because there's poor people in the Bible means that those were young Christians at that time who needed to learn the Bible. There was no Bible at that time. There were scriptures being circulated around. Paul's letters referred to as scripture. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 16. So let's look at some sanctification. I want you, in these verses, we've got about 15 minutes to go and we're done. Everybody good? How many could go longer? All right. So what are we at? We started at 11 15, so two hours is 1 15. If we were at 1 15, when I was going to Faith Assembly of God in Orlando, we were about, that was about the start of the message. Yeah, we went two and a half, three hours every Sunday, just like that. And then you went back Sunday night. Remember those days? Go home and just nap. Those are nice naps, weren't they? Back in the Sunday afternoon naps. Good stuff. But anyway, I digress. Notice the progression. First Peter chapter five, verse eight. Most people know these verses actually, but they don't put them in order in their mind. Be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil walks about pimping and whoring vaccines. That's my part. Be sober, be vigilant because, because your adversary, the devil walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he made of hour. Now, who was that written to? That was actually written to pastors and evangelists, Christian leaders. What's the verses that precede this? And I want you to see the progression to sanctification. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. I said this in the first service. In Proverbs chapter 37, verse 23, your steps are what? Though he fall, he is not utterly cast down. Even though you blew it, even though you've blown it, even though I've blown it, your steps are ordered. To this day, some of you have been sitting at step one for 30 years. And God is patiently waiting for you to take it while he replaces you with other people. Just so you know, if I don't pastor the church, somebody else is going to pastor the church. God doesn't need me. God wants me. God doesn't need you. He wants you. That's a more powerful emotion. A far more powerful emotion is wanting, not needing. Don't marry somebody and don't date anybody. Look at me, single people. Don't date anybody needy. You're welcome. That has nothing to do with the message. I just wanted you to know that. I can't stand needy people. 
Get your thumb out of your mouth and stop being needy. But anyway, back to our progression. So if you're gonna be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion. You're gonna be sober. You're gonna know what's going on. You have to humble yourself. Humble yourself. Some of you that are amening that, I'm not speaking to an individual, but some of you that are amening that are the least humble of all. You actually revel in your humility. If you are prideful about your humility, what are you? Therefore, humble yourselves. And now this is the preceding verses. If you want to get to 5.8, then you've got to go through 6 and 7. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Let me tell you this, because I'm not going to get to it today because we only have 14 minutes to go. If you are a Christian worker, look at me now. If you are a Christian worker, whether it's pastor, keyboard player, guitar player, children's church worker, and your goal is to be noticed. And what I've heard, I used to lead worship. You know what I heard from every single musician, about 90%, I shouldn't say every single, but about 90% of the musicians. Do you know what I heard? Can everybody hear me? Why do you care? It'll be the worship leader's fault if you're not heard and you guys stink. Correct? Got quiet in here, didn't it? Quiet in here. Why do you care? Well, you know, nobody sent me a, a Christmas card. Why do you give a crap? And I mean crap. It's as bad as cussing as I do. Crap and freaking. Those are my Christian cuss words. Why do you care? Well, you know, I walked right by Tom. He didn't say hi to me today. Please come up and tell me that. Because then, what I will do, <laughs> what I will do for the remainder of our relationship, until I see in the spirit that you pulled your thumb out of your mouth, is I will purposely never say hi to you again. Just to make you grow up, putting a paddle on your rear end. And I don't care if you're 80. You're less mature than I am. That's, that's, a, that, that's a, quite the feat. It takes a lot of effort to be less mature than me. You got to work hard at that failing grade. So humble yourselves. How many of us right now, you don't answer out loud, I'm just telling you. How many of you right now, for the steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord? Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. For the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. I was young, now I'm old, yet I've never seen the righteous forsaken or their children begging bread. You see how that's progression too? That's called sanctification. I, we will over the next Next week, I don't know, yeah, Sunday. Yeah, we'll be past Christmas by then. So once we, I mean, I, I don't ever preach holiday messages anyway, so I don't even know what I'm talking about. Like I've formed together a Christmas message. I don't even know what's going on in my head. But anyway, <laughs> next week, we're gonna continue on. I'm gonna give you more of this progression. That's scripture. Scripture is sanctification, sanctification, sanctification. Here's your path. Here's step one. How many of us have been sitting on step one for years? You know it's you. I've done it. I've sat on step one. Look at me now. Look at me now. For decades. I wonder why the church stayed at 130 people. 
for 15 years. Stinky at the pulpit. See, you, you probably, some of you probably think I'm prideful. I'm not. I know whose fault it is that the church doesn't grow. I didn't say it wasn't a good church. We averaged between a, a 150 and 200 people for 15 years. 15 years. It's time to take step one. Right? But the reason why, and how do you know whether you take step one? I told you in the first part of the message. How do you know? Answer out loud. That's it. There's no other, there's nothing else. Fruit. Not your feelings. Fruit. That's all there is. The eye in the sky. It do not lie. It's your fruit. That's it. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. Christians right now, pastors right now, are refusing to admit that they were wrong to ever lock down their churches. And that way, as they, as they have to sit there in their stubbornness, pride going before their destruction, Proverbs 16, 18, right? They sit in there and they refuse to admit that they were wrong. They refuse. Why? Why? Why would they admit? Therefore, humble yourself. It's pride. They refuse to admit that they were wrong. That's their step one. They refuse it. There's too much of a cost. If I say it, and they, you see, in that refusal is why they're not preaching about Revelation 13, 16 through 18. Because if they, if they admit that they were wrong, they have to preach that. So instead what they do is they don't, they don't admit they're wrong and they keep pleasing people and I'm telling you, churches are closing everywhere, all throughout the country. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Casting all your cares. You know what all means? All your cares upon him, for he cares for you. If you are a mully grubber, if you pout, if you say things, I said something double-minded right before the church service. I've already repented. Hope called me out on it, of course. See, as I said, well, the reason why I don't do that is because of this. So aren't you being double-minded? Because you're believing for this. Uh, uh, uh. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. Yes. So I went in the bathroom and repented away from her so she wouldn't get any glory for it. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I told her I had to pee. No, no I actually did. It's all kind of bathroom humor today from Foundation Church. Second Peter chapter 1, 5 through 11. We'll finish right here. Finish right here. Now I want you to notice how non-stagnant this is. And I want you to not just listen to the verses. I want you to say, how does this apply to me? Because that's what I'm going to do as I read these verses to you. I'm going to apply them to myself. I refuse to let the word of God be a nursery rhyme to me. 
I refuse to let it be mythology to me. I refuse to allow it to be mere encouragement. The word of God is the promises of God. I refuse to allow it to be anything else. That's why when I was called out by my wife in accordance to James chapter one, verse eight, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. What's the progression before that? can't even get to the verses because there's so many of them popping into my head. This beautiful mind of mine just fires off. <laughs> if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind for let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from God. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Right? That's the progression. To double my, you want to see the progression? It's let them ask in faith with no doubting. Otherwise, you're double-minded and unstable, which is how most Christians, that's why they close down their churches. It's why they close, it's why pastors, they don't even know to preach about Revelation 13 because they're lost in their own pride because they refuse to repent. They can't even see it. That's why you have Pentecostal churches in Canada sending letters to one another telling themselves to comply, like I told you earlier. They don't even know. Their pride is blocking them from sanctification. Or fear blocks them from sanctification. Anything demonic will block you from sanctification. If you're a pouty pants, woe is me, let me turn on James Taylor. Things aren't going the way I want them to go. It's demonic. You complain, you mully grub. Well, here's the worst possible scenario. Why are you, why are you a blood-bought, spirit-filled temple of God talking about the worst of things that could happen? Part of my sanctification has learned is me learning to keep my giant yap shut. Listen, I have a huge mouth, as you can tell. Huge! Takes all that I have. Sometimes don't say nothing. Just say nothing. Don't say nothing. This is your cross right now, Tom. This is your cross. Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross. Do it right now. Don't say anything. I'm not calling you to say anything. But Lord, I know I'm right. I'm not calling you to tell him that you're right. I see some of you parenting. And I so want to tell you, but I don't. You didn't ask. We go by the Clinton era military rule here. Don't ask, don't tell. <laughs> you want to know how to control your kid? I'll tell you. But you need to ask, I'll tell you. All right. Four minutes to go. We're not going to make it, but we're going to do these verses. Second Peter 1, 5 through 11. Notice the non-stagnant. I don't know, stagnancy of the word of God, if that's a word. But also for this reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith. How many of us think of it that way? Oh, it's a, it's a finished work. It's a finished work at the cross, but you're going to have to work to come to the revelatory knowledge of that which you already have. You have to work at it. Add to your faith virtue. To virtue, knowledge. knowledge. Adding knowledge is not fun for your flesh. But you gotta do it. 
you ask my family, ask them, does it look super exciting, Hope? Or Heather's come over too. Well, I'm out there sitting in the yard. Neighbors are driving by, probably wondering, what on earth is that guy doing with a stack of index cards? For hours! Until my dog runs over the Dexters, and I go, I have to go get him, bring him back. Chase him all over. That's, that's my break between studying the Bible. It's chasing my maniac, bullheaded dog throughout the neighborhood. It doesn't listen to a word I say yet. <laughs> Told you. I gotta, for, that's the only, only animal or child I've ever had that doesn't listen to me. Do you know how challenging that is? Do you know how embarrassing it is that I have to march up my neighbor's driveway? They run, the Dexters I don't care about. Those are like my kids. They already know who I am, so no surprise there. But anyway... My dog leaves. He just takes off. I'm like, stop. No. I beat him. Drag him back. Doesn't work. Now, he, now, whenever I approach him standing up, he thinks he's in trouble, so he runs. He's a Malamaw. He can run 40 miles an hour. I just stand there. It's very humbling. I'd gotten pretty cocky. <clears throat> All I ever owned before were female dogs. Way easier. I don't care what you say. Way easier. Way easier. He is the biggest dunderhead. He's coursing with testosterone. He can't overcome it. So I end up going walking up my neighbor's driveway. Is my dog here? I used to have like a Second Amendment shirt on, big guy. My dog here. <laughs> True. It hurts. My way has not worked with him. I'm humbled. Good. That's, first, that's step number one. I'm humbled. My way isn't working. I've, I've often thought, why can't people control their dogs? They must have a male Malamois. <laughs> to knowledge, self-control. Don't say it. No, that's mine right there. Don't say it. Hold it in. To self-control, perseverance. Man, there's a lot of commands here. The Bible's fluid. It's a river. It's not a pond, a stagnant, mosquito, uh, larvae-filled pond. It's a river of living water. Add, add to knowledge, self-control. To self-control, add perseverance. To perseverance, add godliness. To godliness, brotherly kindness. To brotherly kindness, love. For if these things are yours and abound, you will, neither, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. What's the verse? Proverbs 11, 9. The hypocrite with his mouth destroys his neighbor. But the righteous will be delivered by knowledge. But through knowledge, the righteous will be delivered. Knowledge is everything. Worship team, make your way. Just so you know, I do have an end game. We'll be out of here at 1.20. It's 1.15 now. I mean, we'll be out of here. For if these things are yours and abound... Not that you possessed them 10 years ago. They're abounding and growing and adding every day. You're adding new things every day. You will be neither barren nor unfruitful. Now, how many of us have gone through seasons and how many of us are currently in a season of being barren and unfruitful? 
If you're not winning the lost, you're not giving sight to the blind, you're not, people are not seeking you out in ministry, like for encouragement. If those things are not happening and you've been in the game as a believer for decades, something is wrong. You didn't add. You didn't sanctify. Stop running from sanctification. Stop marveling in your 10, 15, 20, 30 year ago redemption and start marveling in sanctification. Look at me, I'll end right here. We are it. Stop praying for Jesus to do things that Jesus wants to do through you through the power of the Holy Spirit. Stop asking. He's not gonna win, stop praying. Well, we're gonna hold a service and we're gonna pray that God moves on Inglewood. If you want God to move on Inglewood, what needs to happen? You need to be sanctified and God will open the doors. The doors that are actually already open, but you're too busy and too blind to see them. Just like I was, just like I was for years, for years and I wouldn't step foot at the River Church because they laugh. It's blind, blind. I'm not saying, listen, I know there's whack jobs that laugh when they shouldn't. I understand that. So does Rodney. He knows. Everybody knows. He knows all about courtesy drops. He calls them CDs, where people flay out when they're not really, it's really not by the Spirit. We know all that's just humanity. You blow it off. You jump into what's alive. You jump into what's alive. Listen, we are the hope of this planet. But you're going to have to be sanctified. God's going to have to be able to move through you. And the very first thing you're going to have to do is take that first ordered step. You owe, How many Christians are in here? Shout amen. And you already know what it is. You've been flirting with it for a long time, but you won't ask it out for a date. Haven't you? You know it's true. Because it's too uncomfortable. Take that first step step and watch and see what God does you and I are it if there's not a living church then the time of the antichrist is coming these are the end days these are the last days we are the restraining but we have to know we're the restraining we have to be what people want the, the, the vaccinated have to know that if you pray over them you're going to leach that toxin out of their body they have to know it they're not coming to you for an answer that you're going to be dead because of the vaccination, which many are and many will be. But see, that's not the answer. How am I going to, am I going to win people that way? No, what I do is I say, Lord, you want that out of your body? You want it out? All those spike proteins, that blood clotting, antibody enhancement syndrome, all that out? You want it out? I have the answer. But you got to be sanctified to deliver the power. We'll go deep into this next week about how to get there. Amen. Amen. Love you all. Stand with Thank you so much for joining us. We know that when there are this many people in person or watching online, that there is a chance that some have not started a relationship with Christ. If that's you and you would like a relationship with Jesus that washes away the stain of sin, you will need to start by repenting of your sin, confessing with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and asking him to be the Lord over your life. That means giving up control. If you have never prayed this or you have fallen away and want to return to the kingdom of life, repeat this prayer after me and mean it. Lord Jesus, I ask you right now 
to come into my life and be my Lord and be my Savior. I ask you to forgive me for all of my sins and I now turn from them and I give you my life from this day on in Jesus' mighty name, amen. If you said that prayer, you are saved. Thank you for listening to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope that you have been encouraged and empowered. If you would like to partner with us, please visit foundationchurchfl.com and click on Give.